Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. You're still determined to push ahead? Of course. We're not even halfway. You already got further than anyone else. Further than McGregor four years ago. Ten cars, twenty cars, it doesn't matter unless we make it to the engine. They'll just regroup and attack us again. We gotta pull them out by the roots. But so many have been killed. We've lost so many. I know. You see now, man? They're exhausted. I told them to wash themselves. So that I could assess the damage. Let me go ahead. I got Mason now. I can move a lot faster. You stay here with the wounded, guard the prisoners. When we take the engine, I'll call for you to lead us. Stop it, Curtis. Why are you doing that? You know very well that you're already our leader. You have to accept that now. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we talk about the film based on the French graphic novel that said, what if we rewrote The Matrix, but put it on a train? It stars the human torch, Kristoff from The Truman Show, and S.R. Hatton. It's 2013's Snowpiercer. But first, he's the objectivist Yen who sits in his engine eating steak to my communist Yang who cuts off his limbs to feed the masses. It's James. How are you doing, James? All right. So the fact that that's what, how you introduced me. Yeah. You wait, you, you, you wasted my rant that I had. It was going to be a 20 minute rant about how I am Ed Harris and you are Captain America, except, you know, with a hammer and sickle and a, instead of a cool shield. <laughs> well, almost. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I portrayed myself more as a Gilliam because he's the pawn that we move around with the taste of succulent baby stuck in his brain. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? <laughs> Babies do taste the best. <laughs> oh, God. Good Lord. Something wrong with you. Something Especially very, the ones with wrong. the chubby legs. Oh, God. Mm, uh, yummy. Okay. Uh, moving on. James, what's happening around CBC this week? <laughs> you see how he got out of that really quick, Rob? You're freaking everybody out, man. Uh, what's going on around CBC this week? It's the same thing that goes on. <laughs> That's gross. Every week, uh, Jason, thanks for asking. Bad Gamers Anonymous is still looking for two podcasters. So if you like video games uh, and you think you have something interesting to say about them, or if you just want to, you know, ramble like I do on every podcast that I do, go to creativebraincandy.com and click the apply button and you too can ramble on a podcast uh, about uh, video games. Also, while you're there at creativebraincandy.com, check out the great family of podcasts and streamers that we have. On the network, like Captain Nil Skill. He'll be back hopefully this next week as he too has had uh, uh, internet problems I seem to be having today. Uh, so he should be back this week uh, streaming live. Check him out. Captain Nilskill, uh, creativebraincandy.com, Twitch, uh, the Twitters, 
the 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 gram as the kids call it. I don't think he has Facebook because only, only old dudes like myself and Jason have Facebook. Yeah, I don't have Facebook. The show has Facebook, but I don't think I've touched it in months. So that's what she said. <laughs> Rob, you got any news for us this week? I do. Um, let's start with the boys. Well, yes, let's start with the boys. Sounds so good. Apparently, the boys. <laughs> He's uh, trying to like move you along, Dick. I, like I know, <laughs> I know he is. Uh, season three is apparently going to tackle a a uh, script that uh, is titled Hero Gasm. Okay. Uh, mm hmm. Mm hmm. So yeah, it'll it's, be it's taken episode right from the six. Comics. Yep, it'll be episode six of uh, of season three, um, and it's basically a giant hero orgy. Should nice. be interesting. Yeah, yeah, because um, some of the heroes are super fucking hot. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to this episode. Yeah, if indeed they do it the way that they should, but they probably won't because it's Amazon and they play it safe. I don't know. Really? Amazon shows plenty there? of uh, nudity yeah. and. Fucking, I don't need so. nudity. I can get nudity anywhere. I want to see superheroes having uncensored, hardcore superhero sex. Oh, well, you're not getting that. Right. Okay. Well, then they're going to, they're going to puss out. What do you want from me? Well, there's, there's other places like Rob's hard drive that you can get that. Look, look, there are places even I won't go. (laughs) What else you got, Rob? You should go there. It's, it's awesome. Um, so the next thing that I've got is uh, there's the new Battlestar Galactica series coming out. God damn it. Yes, eventually. I heard about this a while back. And yeah. But why? Exactly. Uh, because they can, I guess. Um, so the re it's a reimagining of the series. It's not a continuation or a reboot. Well, I guess technically a reboot. But um, one of the things that they are going to try uh, is apparently they're going to experiment with the release strategy uh, oh, good. in terms of the episodes. So, for instance, if uh, if if there's a three episode long battle sequence that's happening where it's showing stuff from different perspectives and everything like that, they'll dump three episodes, boom, boom, boom in one week. And then the next week it might just be one episode. The next week it might be two. All right. Uh, That's going to drive me insane. Yeah. I don't don't mean to interrupt you, Rob, but Hollywood, go ahead, Kanye. Hollywood needs to figure out Taylor that (laughs) just because you can go to your friend's house and take a dump in the sink. Doesn't mean that you should go to your friend's house and take a dump in their sink. Look, I only did that once, okay? Just because you can do something doesn't necessarily mean that you should do something. This is a dumb idea. Uh, if this goes on the list, I will hand in my resignation to the show uh, immediately. Uh, I have no it's desire to watch weird, this. because it's I, on there. I have no desire whatsoever to... Right there, to, I see it. <sighs> So next week, it's just James, uh, Jason and I. James has uh, quit because it's on the list. And if it's not, I'll put it on there for you. Don't you worry. It's not on the list. It hasn't come out yet. I'll put it on the list. <sighs> Whatever it takes to get rid of you. All right. All right. I'll tell him. Your mom said to, to straighten up and act right. Sorry. <laughs> what else you got, Rob? Uh, so 
Disney, or specifically Marvel, oh, screw it, Disney, uh, they're considering releasing uh, Black Widow to Disney Plus. So Good. Apparently. About so we'll time. See what happen- we'll see Good. what happens. Here's yeah. the problem. Here's the problem with that. Wonder Woman didn't do so hot. Yeah. Yeah, but this is Marvel. <laughs> yeah, no, you're yeah, right. It but is are Marvel. You gonna, are you going to pay their, what, uh, uh, Disney already, Plus I'm premium? In. Yeah, no, no the premium. Yeah, yeah I will. Yeah I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll pay the $20 to watch the fucking movie. Absolutely. Because 100%. I would I would spend that more at the movie theater to watch it. Yep. And I probably will once it releases in, in theaters because I'll want to see won't. it on the big screen too. But I, yeah. I, have, don't, I yeah, don't care. I will. Oh, dude, I'll go. Dude, Why? you might as well, Jason. Why? Nobody else lives up there with you. <laughs> he gets the theater all to himself. I mean, shit. You that's you a, and you and Kaden can go and watch it. A, that's a very be the fair only point. Right? The, the, the theater, the theater that theater. I would go to is like forty five minutes away. So <laughs> that's don't the do it. Theater to where don't he's at. Do it. Forty five minutes away. Yeah, I live in the sticks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have guns? Because I'll come. <laughs> oh wait, no. You you have the hammer and sickle in your shield instead of the star. Never mind. You gave all your guns to uh, to communist party. Yeah, for- but they don't have any bullets. So, <laughs> well, yeah. what else Do, you got? Don't they? <laughs> don't they? Uh, the one last uh, quick thing is uh, astronomers spotted a rare galaxy that is shutting down star formations. Um, apparently, good because those stars- star formations have gotten out of hand recently. So I'm glad some of stars are Fuck them! Throwing parties all night, God keeping damn. me up. I'm yeah. telling so, you. So uh, apparently the <laughs> galaxy, yeah, the gal- this galaxy <laughs> called uh, CQ4479. What a um, dumb name. Wait, wait, yeah, no let me kidding. just stop you there. Can we, can we, astronomers, if you're listening to the show, and I know you are, because you got nothing better to do, you're probably staring at the stars, touching your penis, fucking listening to, to the sultry tones coming out what? of my mouth hole. Uh, what makes you think they're all guys? It could be some girls there. Okay, they're touching their penis. penises. Uh, look. Okay. <laughs> look. Can we can we name these things right? Not just give them numbers and letter designations. Would you like it to no, be named, dude? Like, I Steve? mean, so there are so <laughs> many fucking stars in the sky. Yeah, no, I get that, but let's start coming up with some really cool names. Like there, like there's a lot of words. I mean, we have languages. Andromeda Galaxy, so it's like we've done yeah, it before. We've done it before. Let's just fucking keep they got lazy. going. Right, yeah. lazy asshole astronomers, give me names that I'll remember. Yeah. If only there were a way that you could like buy one to, and name it? to have a star named after you. <laughs> I don't and you want get to a nice little certificate. Uh, no, no, it's the galaxy. It's the galaxy. Name the goddamn the, galaxies. Yeah. I don't like there's too many stars to name. There's too but many the galaxies galaxy can, to name. But look, we don't know them all. Look, so and look, <laughs> how many Jameses look, you, you want to know how many Jameses are in my family? Like I'm James Jr. So so you want to like, start calling galaxies James and James Jr. and James and the then third. James the third, James the fourth, James the fifth. Yes, one hundred percent. I could give a fuck. Start naming them after movies for all I care. Just give them a goddamn name. <laughs> Snowpiercer galaxy. Look, I, I, look, this you could even hyphenate them. All right, look, I'm a progressive guy. Hyphenate them. They don't have to take the fucking name of the galaxy they're married to. Hyphenate that bitch, or just keep their original maiden galaxy name. Yeah, whatever Maybe they want to do, I don't care. Maybe they've got papers published under I mean, their maiden galaxy name, and they don't yeah. want to change it. It could be a trans galaxy, too. I'm open-minded. Like, yeah, whatever, see? man. Okay. Hey, 
I, you've convinced me. I'm on board. Let's do it. There you go. See? Can, can we do a pod crawl? Let's now? do a pod crawl. Let's do this. <laughs> we can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Captain America is back on ice. But this time on a train fighting for truth, freedom, and the American way. No, not really. He's fighting to become the train's engineer so he can. Well, we don't know what. But he's fighting, and that's what matters. He has the superpower of counting to four, so he times the gates using that superpower, and then devises a plan to shove a big metal tube through the gateways as they are open to keep them from closing, thus allowing him and his fellow tail passengers to make it to the prison car, which is closer to the head of the train, thusly driving home just how poorly they are regarded. The Oracle, I mean, Gilliam is urging Curtis on, and while they are in the prison car, they revive, Thaw, do something to a prisoner named Nam Gung, and ply him with drugs to open the subsequent gates because he designed them. How convenient. Anyway, <laughs> Nam also brings his daughter along, who was also in prison, and who is also an addict. Dad of the Year. They move forward to the Soylent Green car, mm -hmm. but it's not people they are making jello out of, it's insects, which was around before 2014, so it's unclear why everyone is freaking out about it. The next car up is the water car, which Gilliam says is the key to the train, as he who controls the spice, I mean water, controls the train. But on the other side of the door stands an army of axe men, which Yona, Nam's daughter, can see, somehow, through the door. But her warning comes too late, and a big battle in a tiny space ensues. There is a lull in the battle, when Minister Mason tries to kill everyone by boring them to death with a speech about the great leader in the engine, and Kulthus and everyone in their place that. Curtis is having none of that shit, the battle ensues, and he sacrifices his second in command to capture Mason. It wasn't a big deal though, as he was going to kill and eat him when he was a baby anyway. Oh spoilers. <laughs> Moving on, they make it to the water car and think they've won the day, but Mason tells them they are dumb because if they stop water for the head of the train, they stop it for the tail of the train too. Curtis isn't quite to the kill everyone phase of his plan yet, so they move forward. They make it to the indoctrination car where class is in session, and a very pregnant cultist fills the audience in on the train's inventor, Wilford's, big plan. Wilford loves trains, so much so that he built a train that can circumnavigate the Earth in exactly one Earth year. But what's a train without passengers? Fortunately, contrails and harp froze the Earth, but those who were smart enough to wear their tin foil hats got a ticket to ride the never-ending Polar Express. However, you can't have a movie about the bastard love child of Ayn Rand and Karl Marx without class struggle, so there are three classes of people <laughs> aboard, the rich, the commoners, and the poor. The poor get to eat themselves or bugs, the commoners get to work on the train, and the rich get to make up horrible fashion, go clubbing, and die in saunas. The Eggman, so-called because his head looks like an egg, rolls a cart along and passes out New Year's eggs to all the good little boys and girls in the classroom car, including Curtis and friends, and then heads to hand out eggs to the rest of the ass end of the train. Curtis gets another cryptic fortune cookie message, and all hell breaks loose. Pregnant Sarah Connor shoots up some of Curtis's crew before she's killed, and the Eggman drops his basket full of goons, and they murder the rest of Curtis's army in the back of the train, including Gilliam. Curtis reciprocates by shooting Mason, who was pretty much useless at that point anyway. The bar owner from Roadhouse proceeds to start chasing Curtis and his remaining gang toward the engine of the train, stopping along the way to shoot holes in some of the train's windows. He catches up to them in the sauna, where he takes out the human spider monkey and the lady who lost her kid in the beginning of the movie. Nam, with the help of Curtis, eventually put the goon down and make their way through Club 54 and to the engine. 
However, Nam doesn't want to go into the engine, he wants to use all his drugs, which also happen to be explosive, to blow the door open to the outside, and go live in the snow. All because his dead wife told him snow is pretty, and he thinks it's been melting. Curtis really wants to see the wizard behind the curtain, and to his surprise, the curtain opens and out pops a munchkin with a pistol. She shoots Nam and ushers Curtis inside. The architect, I mean, Wilfred offers him some Quaker oats and Vetus meds, and then proceeds to tell him about his closed system, everything in its place, blah blah blah. Oh, and he wants Curtis to take over. Curtis however, has too armed guilt over liking the taste of babies like a fat bastard and never sacrificing his limb to feed the masses, so he says not, nah, man, I'm going to save this kid and help blow up the train. Yona finally wakes up from her drug-induced fever dream long enough to light the fuse on the drug bomb, and Nam and Curtis shield her, and the only surviving kid taken from the beginning of the movie, and while they blow up the engine, cause an avalanche that decimates the entire train, and leave Yona, and cleaning boy number one the only survivors, who will soon be eaten by a polar bear credits. <laughs> All right, yeah. Snowpiercer, 2013, glad we got this off the fucking list, because this movie kind of <sighs> sucks. Hey, I liked terrible. it. You would. I liked you it. You fucking would. What? I mean, it wasn't the best, but I, I, like I liked it. It was movie. interesting. I mean, this movie did have some good things going for it, but I want to hear what you yeah. what you liked about it. I, you know, I, I, I just, I kind of liked the. the you just like the fights. Yeah. 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 The fights were good. Um, I, th- I thought it was. I, I thought it was interesting. Now, do I wait, agree? Wait, wait, wait. How, wait, how did you think part, it was interesting? Part? Yeah, what part was interesting to you, Rob? I I just I thought the the premise of it was interesting. Oh, what's the, the premise? That, yeah, what's the premise? The the, uh, the the whole idea that okay, the world froze and now everybody's on a train, which you know, why are they on a train? Because Don't Wilford know. had a train, I'm I curious. guess that they could Apparently. Live on. <laughs> yeah. I that's the only thing I can guess is that the train the train which came first the train or the uh the egg serendipity yeah. it, it was just serendipity right. that he he had built a train that everybody laughed at and then they all needed it right right yeah. so it's right. like Noah's ark except mm, Noah's train yeah. uh, no not so much well yeah he wasn't trying to repopulate the world right do you think yeah. if it uh you know the ice was melting do you think Are you sure the ice was it, melting well, they, they did never say really, they never really no, 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 no. The the dude said that hey, I can see more of the plane. Has he never you, heard oh, of mean, erosion? You, you mean the meth head? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Wind blows, I, and wind blows yeah. snow, and wind can erode ice. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just. So you the like word. the premise? I just <laughs> want to make sure that I get this right, Rob. I want to make sure that I 100 understand okay. uh, your position on this movie. Your position on this movie is that the premise is good. The premise is. Uh, that man has fucked up the earth and in thus trying to fix it, man then fucks up the earth even more. Uh, and so because, oh, serendipity, he's got a fucking train. Uh, this guy say, is able to save a small number uh, of humans uh, and he has some obsession with balance. So he creates uh, classes uh, based, uh, oddly enough, on the classes, uh, the class system that we have now where you've got the elite, you have the middle class, and you have uh, the poor, the low Look, class. So, class. so don't so, don't wait, wait, wait. get no, wait, all just, into the nitty gritty. That's, that's that's this is the premise of the can movie. Can you just turn you your just brain said. off and no, watch a movie? Absolutely not. Rob, absolutely Rob not. doesn't understand what class means. <laughs> you you I don't lost think him. Rob understands the movie. I thought He's just it, like, oh, it's, like it's a big snowstorm was, on the earth, and they're in a train. I, I like thought it was interesting. 
man, I thought it was interesting. That's all. What just, what what aspect uh, of it was interesting? I mean, I understand you you thought it was interesting that they're on a train during you know an ice age. Okay, well, you just want to take were, a, a trip on a train, Rob? We can arrange that. I'd take a trip on a magic school bus, sure. But I mean, that's more setting than it is plot. Well, I never said that the plot was good. Oh, okay. So we're in, we're in agreements <laughs> on that. Okay. Well, I I I thought it was I thought it was interest I thought it was interesting. You I thought, thought the was, train was interesting. I thought well the train well okay and then the revolt and things and yeah it it did seem like okay this has happened before. I so understand you do the you balance. find revolts in, uh, throughout history? To yes, be interesting? yes, I sure do. Down so, with the man. <laughs> Fuck. This has been fun. This, I think is, every week. Is your, is your think, internet going to die? Anytime it's soon not. I think again? it's back. I think it's back and it's good. I think every week we should just ask you what you thought of the premise of the movie and what you liked about it, Rob. This has been very enlightening. I'm I'm sorry if for some for one one episode here I decide not to totally bash on the movie. Well, I'm not going to totally Jason. bash on the movie, and I'd like to start with you know the things about the movie that I actually enjoyed, and I thought. Were so, what well did done. you enjoy? What did you just? Enjoy? I thought the acting was really good in the movie, um, but mm-hmm. I mean that's what mm-hmm. you would expect from a stacked cast like this. It's got Chris Evans, yeah, it it's got stacked. Ed Harris, it's got uh, Ed Harris wasn't in this. John Don't Hurt. lie. He was in it for like about? the last ten minutes. Oh, okay, so that would then that. mean, by definition, like Ed Harris cameo. was in the movie. It was a cameo. Yeah, but you're a cameo. The, the, Why don't you see the cameo on this podcast every week, Rob? <laughs> the scenes that he was in, I mean, he was excellent yeah, it was in. Good. It was good. He carried those scenes. So, what were the kids doing? They were cleaning out muck from some kind of pipe down there. Yeah. In fact, he, he also mimicked that motion and Mason mimicked that, that motion Tilda early did, on yeah. in the movie as well. Yeah, that Ma- Mason did, yeah. Which kind yeah, I, of I figured is there was something with the fucking movie because neither of them would have ever been able to fit down there. The whole reason they got like, you know, five year old kids to do that was because but they fit. They knew, yeah. But they knew what that needed to be done. But why? How? Because he designed the part. Okay, but it, it it goes to a larger thing. If they had never said that they had been on the train for 18 years, and if if Captain America and, and Meth Head had never been like, hey, we know what dirt is, like I remember the outside, then it, it, it would go to, all right, how long have all these people actually been on this fucking thing, right? And that would have made it a little bit more mysterious, a little bit more vague, a little bit more, okay, this is why everybody knows that because it's like everybody got a fucking turn doing it, right? But they didn't. They were very specific with how long they had been on the goddamn train. And so it doesn't make sense that everybody knows that motion. And certainly they would not make that motion some kind of salute. Well, not only that, but that motion came about because there was a part that broke that they couldn't remanufacture. So it wasn't like And didn't he say that it, it had just broken recently? Like it had just recently become extinct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like within so, the like, last five years. Right. Doesn't make any sense. None. Yeah. So I mean, there were there were a lot of plot holes and inconsistencies in this movie, but I thought the acting was really good. Um, I thought the set design was was pretty good, although they were a little inconsistent with the car rocking between scenes. Some some scenes had the 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 train car rocking back and forth like you would see on a train track. Other scenes, I mean, that thing was rock fucking solid. Yeah, it's also a train. 
So, uh, how hard is it to make a train set? They actually created a, a gimbal setup to to rock the cars while they were filming. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the set was the inside of a fucking train. True, but they made the set. I mean, the inside of a fucking train could be really boring. It, was, it could be just. It was you interesting know, the same that kind they of car. how they broke it up. Yeah, yeah, the same kind of car throughout the entire train. I really liked how they kind of segmented. Uh, the train from the tail to the head, and it was really dark and grimy in the tail, and then it brightened up and got brighter and brighter as you went to the head of the train, uh, cleaner. I mean, just just as you expect throughout the train and and seeing the class system and, and at work. Yeah, but building a train that way is not, um, it's not something someone would do on purpose. Well, Wilford did. You know what? He was he oh, was trying again, to build a self sustaining train. Yeah, it's not something somebody would do on purpose. Like you're going to have bed cars, you're going to have you're going to have economy class, you're going to have uh business class, you're going to have first class. And you're not going to have just like you may have open cars for cargo and maybe that's what it was originally planned for, but that's not what they said. Like the whole plan was to just let people live back there uh and fuck so that why? So that they could keep putting five-year-olds in a part that they haven't had for 18 years, apparently? No, well, they have. Like, it doesn't make any just, sense. Just the last make- five years, they haven't had that part, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't it doesn't make sense why they would have done that. No, no, I get that. And we're, okay. we're not talking about plot yet because the plot fucking sucks and, and some of the rationale behind why they did some of the shit. And, yeah, that I'm yeah. just talking about set design, the way the sets looked and the way they well, yeah, uh, the way they designed sure. them to represent the train from from rear to to four. All right, I guess. I uh, apparently in the show cuz they made this into a show. Yeah. The train We're not is putting a, that on the list, are we? No. It's 1001 right. cars long. 1001 cars long. 1001 cars long cuz I was I was looking to try to figure out cuz they showed so how they long showed do you that think, how how many meters do you think a, a car would be? An individual I don't know, I don't live be. in Canada. Uh how many feet would it be? I don't know. How many feet do you think it would be? I would say at least 20 feet. So yeah. the, so that's so you're looking train, at 6 to 7 meters per car so that thing is fucking 7 miles kilometers long. long. 10 miles long. Oh, so it's uh, ten miles long, six it, it, kilometers. No, no, no. Yeah, ten miles long, thousand and one cars. It doesn't. All right. So if it's ten miles long, and, and it's just one engine that's pushing it, typically don't you know? Don't it's they have internal engine? Yeah, they have an engine in the front, and the engine on the back now. Um, and something that big to continue momentum at, at speed, because you've got to you've got to be able to break through the ice. Uh, you'd probably have to have a couple of engines, you know, scattered throughout a 10 mile car. Well, no, once you got that motherfucker up to speed with that much mass behind there, breaking through the ice wouldn't be the problem. It's smashing okay, well, the fucking engine to bits whenever you're breaking through the ice. That would be the problem. How, how fast did it turn so cold though? It seems like it did it pretty quick. Right. So if a 10 mile long train with one engine, like it would, it would take a while to get it up to speed. I mean, unless it's like a roller coaster and they started at the top of the mountain, but then again, why would, why would it be at the top of mountain to start? Um, I'm just saying plot holes. I know we're talking about set design. We're talking about other things, but 
this movie just doesn't make a lot of sense in so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the premise behind it is, is really, really far fetched to begin with, which is, is fine. I mean, we've watched movies with farther fetched premises uh, before, but the well, right, inconsistency but, but, in handling those premises in the actual plot is the problem. So I also think that there's a problem because those movies are like what Rob said earlier, where you can turn your brain off and you can just have a good time. Right? Sure. This movie was made specifically for you to not turn your brain off. It wanted you to think about things. Sure. It, it had a message. You, right. And I hate those kind of movies anyway. I don't mind. Uh, because, because typically the message is bullshit and this one's no different. Uh, but you may not did, agree with the message, but I mean, it does get you thinking. It's bullshit. It didn't get me thinking. Yeah, it got me thinking. What a bunch of fucking communists fucking made this bullshit movie. Oh my God. Okay. Is what well, it got me thinking. Whatever. Well, that didn't make me think critically. It just made me think critically about the assholes that fucking wrote it. And then it started making me think critically about the assholes that produced it. And then it started making me think critically about the assholes that acted in it. And it just, it snowballed from there. And I wasn't happy by the time I ended this movie and it didn't end in any kind of satisfying way to begin with. But the, the, the big problem is, is that when you have a movie that wants you to think about things, you should probably make sure that the plot's pretty fucking solid and that the premise is actually pretty fucking solid. Because if it's not, uh, you're going to find those holes pretty quickly because it's making you think and it's trying to evoke uh, a feeling out of you and, and trying to make your brain think in a certain way that they want you to think. It just doesn't work for a movie uh, that you can't turn your brain off if, like, everything isn't solid. And this thing is just built on a foundation of fucking, like, not even sand. Like, just they just started, like, chucking shit in the ocean, hoping it would float like that plastic island, and then they'd just build a city on top of that. It <laughs> didn't work. Yeah. I, I This movie had a message. I think the message that this movie tried to convey was hampered a lot by its muddled portrayal of the philosophies that it was trying to pit against one another and the heavy handedness in which, you know, it represented each of those philosophies and I, and it kind of abandoned those philosophies at times just to maybe move the plot along or, or show some, something shiny, like, uh, you know, the, the big fucking battle, uh, in that train car against the Axemen. Th that was kind of cool, but, I mean, do we was really need all that? Was it? Was it, it was, cool? It was okay. I mean, it wasn't the best choreographed scene <laughs> no. or fight scene that I've ever seen. I was a little dark. I think it was kind of cool, the, the torch stuff, but holy shit. How did they hear him all the way at the ass end of the, the train saying, we need a torch? They right, were like they had to have been close to the middle, cars. right? Yeah, they were like four yeah. or five cars away from where they started. I don't see how they heard them. I don't. It was dumb. It was just, yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, well, wait, how did he know to have fire ready? Right, right. Like, how, like, how, how did he know? He didn't. Like, he, it doesn't, he had picked up those matches after they, right. they captured that guy in the, in the prison car. And then I guess he went back back to the the tail car it was just it waited. waiting with torches yeah it made no he was like waiting it. to be called when did but they make tor those torches? torches because fire yeah. apparently wasn't really mm -hmm. a thing so why yeah, would they have well, a bunch no, of the torches? guy was boiling water back there wasn't he 
Well, but he could have done that off of a hot plate. They had electricity, but yeah. they didn't have fire. They they hadn't seen matches in what they said like ten years. Or cigarettes. Yeah. Cigarettes, yeah. Yeah. I guess the last book of matches on on the plant uh, no on the train. Also, this is so I, I got bored with this movie a lot, and I instead of watching, you know, looking at my phone or, or 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 touching myself in an impure manner like I usually do when I watch these stupid movies you make us watch, I decided I'd, I'd really watch the movie. And so my mind wandered wandered when I got bored, and um, I started thinking to myself, it's if it's cold, and let's just say conservatively, there's three thousand people on this train. Okay. Right. Okay, and they're the last humans on the planet. And if it got so cold so fast that everybody's flash frozen, which is kind of what they said when those those seven people got frozen on the mountain, right? Like they're walking, right? Yeah, right. You see yeah. them frozen in the yeah ice sculptures. If yeah. Every, right, yeah. So if everything's melting, <clears throat> and there's all these, uh, let's just say seven billion dead bodies on the planet that have flash frozen, not to mention all of the animals that have flash frozen, sure. All of the food. Uh, that was left out. There's flash frozen. As things melt, like the planet's going to stink yeah. for a very long <laughs> fucking time. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to bring well, that that's, point that's, up. That's, it bothered me. The whole movie. That's the whole once movie. bacteria reestablishes. Because it's bacteria well, and, the, and the byproducts that they produce that, that create that smell. Well, right. But I mean, it's going to happen pretty quickly. It'll be, it'll happen is, as the the snow starts melting, as it starts as, as the snow line starts receding, uh, it'll start it, it, it'll happen. It'll probably happen fairly quickly. Um, and so it's going to be like all at once. You're going to have these large pockets of frozen, decaying flesh. Yeah, you're going to um, want to clean that up really quick. Yeah, well, it, it sounded it looked like there were only two people left on the planet. Two people um, because they killed the rest of the plane or the the train. The, the that train. was a brilliant fucking plan. Yeah, it. Um, I don't think they planned on the avalanche. I don't think they planned this movie out very well. Yeah, neither well, do I either. But. And I, those I, those two people yeah. aren't going to survive long because there was a polar bear up there. Yeah, that polar bear looked uh, pretty emaciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was gonna. He saw yeah, them he and said, "Wow, dinner!" And that polar bear is going to eat th- well for the next several months because he's got a full fucking train full of dead people now. Right. And they're, they're still going to be cold and frozen. So the meat will be preserved. Be good. And yep. yeah. And he's going to be really happy because apparently young kids taste really good. And that five-year-old they taste the best. There you go. Babies taste the best. Yes, they do. I don't know if I've said this yet or not. <clears throat> so allow me a moment. To, this movie fucking blows. It just <laughs> it blows. It blows hard on every level. It was well shot. It was well acted. I did enjoy the acting. I do like all of those actors that were in it. I think they all did a fantastic job. Uh, I think that they're they're great. Is the movie worth watching, though? No, don't. No, stay away from this fucking movie. Uh, pretend it doesn't exist. The message is shit. The plot is shit. Uh, the premise is shit. And the only thing really good about this movie is that... that you don't have to watch it. Right. I got a question. Do you think Tilda Swinton actually has false front teeth? Because if she doesn't, however they did that, that whole fucking <laughs> lip thing. Yeah, that was that weird. That was yeah. just perfect. It gave now, me grandma before, vibes. Just wow. Was this before Game of Thrones? Tilda Swinton wasn't in Game of Thrones. 
Wait, wait. No, you're right. Who is Tilda Swinton? Why do I know her? She is the ancient one. Yeah. Doctor Who. Oh. Or not Doctor Who, Doctor Strange. Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Strange. (laughs) All right. No, that makes... she. Yeah, so she was also... She was the archangel in Constantine. Constantine, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I always get those two mixed up, and I don't know why. I think it's because they're both blonde. Yeah, they're both tall and blonde, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, however, however they did that, that was that was perfect the way they did her fucking mouth when she took out those teeth. I don't understand... Why did she take the? Why did she I don't know. Out? It was just weird. <laughs> was she like, "I'll give you a gummy"? <laughs> like you let me live, I'll take my teeth out, and you know, maybe go town on your. That's gross. Um, I'm trying to find. It doesn't look best. Best I can tell, she would take her dentures out. Um, during whenever she would eat, uh, on the set, she because uh, they were part of her makeup, and so they. Uh, but she had a lot of soup. Of, yeah, I guess I don't know. Well, no, no. I, I guess they they were just fake teeth, right? So she would take them out so she could eat. Um, yeah, they and, were prosthetics. Uh, Bong thought it was funny, uh, so they put it in the movie. Maybe they were dentures. Maybe she does. That's what I'm saying. Maybe she doesn't have. Like maybe something happened. Maybe she was in some kind of horrible accident. And I don't want to make fun of her for that. No, I don't either. I was just yeah. asking the question. Are those? You know, was that actually? you know, her mouth that was puckered in because she had no teeth pushing her lip out or did they do that digitally somehow or a practical effect? I don't know. Well, it'd have to be a practical effect because the digital effects were just, they, they were dated. Yeah. Very dated. Yeah, they were. The, the polar bear looked pretty dated. Um, you could kind of tell that was CGI on top of, on top of that. And if it wasn't CGI on top of that, the whoever shot that kind of sucked because it looked fake. Oh, the cars uh, going down the side of a mountain looked fake as shit. Uh, after the avalanche, uh, it just looked. If they were practical effects, it that looked terrible. But it, to me, it looked more like they just kind of digitally edit, you know, put them in there. Yeah, that looked that looked awful. It was just yeah, not good. Uh, one of the things that I didn't understand or quite understand, and I may have missed it. I may have been looking down, taking notes or trying to keep awake or something, uh, during this movie was how did, uh, how did the bar owner from roadhouse and all his goons get to the back of the train towards the end? How did they get past Curtis? Were they in that fucking big ass cart with all the eggs? No, it was after the, um, that's, actually a really good question how the fuck did they get back there i know that there was one guy in that cart of eggs that he was pushing through but there one, were like yeah but that was there one, were like a yeah. half a dozen people back there at one point after that point well, maybe that those were all the dudes that they took hostage weren't they because they didn't Some kill all the axemen yeah. yeah. and all that. Okay. They didn't kill a lot of like in a lot of the guards when they uh when they went to the prison thing, they just beat the hell out of them. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. You know, so may I, my guess is they just had them all tied up and you So know. if him and Egghead broke them. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that, that, that was he the one was he the one in the cart? Yeah, I think he was the one in the cart. All right. But yeah, there was another scene that annoyed the piss out of me because it was absolutely so fucking well. Another scene in the movie, though, because it was absolutely so (laughs) ridiculously improbable 
I mean, bordering on impossible was that shooting across the the oh, turn. No, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was so that fucking was stupid. Dumb. Especially with the the weapons that they had. Yeah, now, why I mean, was the one guy plugging bullet holes after the fact? I, I don't know. Letting the cold in. Yeah, I guess they so. were letting the cold in. It, I guess it could freeze but, you because yeah. I mean they would throw your arm out the hole and uh, oh my god, what a dumb it fucking off. scene! What a yeah, dumb I'd, I'd, fucking scene! And I know why they was. put that scene in there. That was to to kind of, that was to throw you off of why uh, Gilio he was missing an arm, was missing an arm and a leg, arm and a leg. Yeah, yeah. And there were others that were missing arm, arms and legs, too. So you immediately thought because that one dude got his arm frozen off because he uh, spoke up and was a little bit of a dissident towards authority, that there was this other cabal of dissidents who had lost limbs standing up for whatever. And I think that was a more powerful message that they totally undercut whenever they said, no, we cut off our limbs to help feed everybody so that they weren't killing babies. Mm, yeah which tastes the best which tastes the best i also i also want to point out that what two guards two three guards foremost would come in uh with with uh uh insect goo the protein bars right mm-hmm. to feed i don't know a thousand people yeah i'm not sure right? if it was yeah it was at least a hundred or more let's just say a hundred well if there's three thousand if there's three thousand and well, no, I guess it's just seventy percent of yeah, seventy percent of whoever's there. Well, what I'm saying is, is that for eighteen years, uh, like these hundreds of people would let literally four guards push them around, feed yeah. them. Yeah, like it, that doesn't make that makes zero sense to me. It's zero sense, especially for the message that the movie was trying to convey. Right, is that you are you're downtrodden, like you're being pushed around by the man you should fight back. Like you have overwhelming numbers. Well, they at that they point have overwhelming numbers, guards. and there had been revolts before. But I think one of the, I think one of the issues they had was they were pretty much contained inside the cars that they were in. So he had to devise up a way to keep the gates open between cars so that they could escape that ass into the train. If they had, if they had revolted and and overtook the four guards that were bringing them food, okay, great. Uh, you now have guns that are useless because they have no bullets, but now you're not getting any food anymore and you're locked in the ass end of the train where you can't go anywhere. I, I guess. I guess. So but- uh, uh, according to some trivia, I found some trivia. Don't ask why. Um, the uh, The tail section, and I don't know if this is for the show or for the movie, the tail section consisted of about 400 souls. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, so that's that's a hundred right, to one. Still over They're going to be able yeah, to probably I mean, take yeah. out maybe. Let's get let's be generous and well, a dozen people a piece before yep, they get uh, overwhelmed. Well, hold on, hold on. Of those four hundred, they probably only equal to about two hundred because they're all either missing an arm or a leg. <laughs> yeah, people people missing arms and legs can still fight, and yeah, they yeah. can. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the one guy with one arm made it quite a ways before he died. Um. But that, like that's my that that that's my problem with with the movie overall is it it doesn't like you have overwhelming odds that was like the the whole thing is that the 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 elite are elite for a reason there's a small few of them and without the common folks 
being that the middle class being the the buffer uh, is that the the lower class would be able to rise up and probably should rise up against their uh, oppressors. Well, and that that's another that's another flaw in the plot of this entire premise is if Wilford was this genius that the movie proclaimed he was because he built this train that was able to circumnavigate the earth in exactly one year and house thousands of people during a fucking man-made ice age. He would have known that in order to keep order, you have to keep the masses placated. So, you know, bread and circus. Yeah. And there was none of that. Like they were literally just there to, I don't even know why they were there. I mean, they, they didn't even have food in the beginning. They were eating themselves. And then, I guess the right. first riots yeah. happened so apparent, and they started feeding them bugs, which apparently is, they, uh, they, they jumped on when the shit got hit the fan. You know, no, they, they had they tickets. No, they, these guys, uh, these guys didn't have tickets. No, he said no, at the beginning of the movie that he had they a were ticket. It was just, they were freeloaders, but they got tickets. Well, how'd they get tickets if they were freeloaders? They were just called freeloaders because they didn't have a job. They were stuck in the end of the train. But Chris Evans' character, Curtis, said that, you know, when we got the ticket to get on, he he referenced specifically being able to get on. Well, Tilda Swinson made it sound like they were there only because of the, uh, the uh, because uh, Wilford was merciful. Okay. And they're all freeloaders. And if it wasn't for his mercy, they wouldn't be on the train. So if that's the case. Yeah, that made it. I, I, I was under yeah. the assumption that they're freeloaders. In the, in the TV show, the tail section, they're freeloaders. Right. They, so over, if- they overloaded uh, the, and jumped on before the train could leave wherever. Chicago, I think, is what it said. So if, if, yeah, if they didn't that make that implication the in the movie. They didn't. No, they didn't. But uh, no, but they did. It did. They did. Make it sound they like they did call these guys them were freeloaders, the but that was because they were just back there. They weren't doing yeah, anything. They weren't like the middle class they that were actually work? working or the elite class that were. Yeah, just why didn't they make up them? Make the, why didn't they put them to work? Why didn't they make them make the parts that are extinct? Because it's a closed system. That was the whole point of the whole objectivist part of this fucking thing is that it was a closed system, and he was trying to maintain a balance. Between the populations. Right. And that's my point right there is that, that if they are indeed freeloaders, it, it basically this movie is saying that, that he brought them on to, to make this, to make this a three tiered class system. Mm-hmm. And he did it on purpose, which means that like the whole point, the, the whole message is, is that the, the class system as a whole is it's a fallacy. It's, we just accept it. And until we don't accept the class system, It'll, nothing will ever change, which is stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's just stupid. Yeah, I'm not sure that was exactly the message that I got. I'm what not. Message, ex- I'm not sure what, what, message, what the message was <laughs> in this I wanna, movie. I want to know what you thought the message was because it was very clearly trying to say a lot of things. I think it. I think it failed at saying all of those things. I think the message got lost because of how flimsy the premise was, how flimsy the plot is. Like it, it set out to, to say a lot of things. I had certainly tried. It had a message. It was up there saying, hey, I mean, it was, it was definitely a class struggle message. Um, so you had basically the, the uh, communist philosophy on one end, which would be the tail end of the, the train uh, represented by Gilliam and, and Curtis. 
Uh, you have the objectivist philosophy at the head end of the train, represented by Wilford and Mason. And those two, I, I think what they were trying to do was pit those two philosophies against one another, the class struggle versus uh, the, the, the closed system of society. Um, but yeah, you're right. They lost, they lost the message somewhere in trying to make a contrast between those two philosophies because they didn't represent either philosophy very well. And they didn't represent the clash between those two philosophies at all, other than Axemen versus. Yeah. Yeah. It, it represented through violence. Right. Like that's the only way to solve anything. It was just dumb. And the other dumb thing, like since we're talking about dumb things and I'm just going to keep talking about dumb things until this episode's over is why wouldn't, why wouldn't the director or the writer, whoever the fuck did this, or maybe both of them, the producers, all of them, everyone involved with this movie, the only person on the train who knew, or, and I put that in quotes, knew uh, that the snow was melting was a meth head. And they never gave us his perspective. They, they hinted at it when he was like looking at that lone snowflake in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like he would look outside, but everybody was looking outside and they never, they never really showed what it was he saw. And then he said he saw something else, but now you're not interested in that. So fuck you. And we never found out what it was he was looking at. He was looking at the plane down in the gorge. No, he talked about the plane in the gorge. He talked about that. He talked about, uh, the, the snowflake. And the different types of snow that his wife taught him like before he was a meth head. <clears throat> but then he tells as they're sitting in the front of the train and he's like, you know, I'm going to blow the shit up out of this fucking door and we're all just going to walk the fuck out of here. Like, that's what we're going to do. He was trying to explain to Captain America and America's ass like, hey, <laughs> this is like there's all this stuff. There's the plane. There's the snow. And then there's this other thing but you don't give a fuck about that. So I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Never mind. And we never find out what that third thing was that he saw that made him. Yeah, you're right. No, for sure. I think it was, I think it was a polar bear. (laughs) (laughs) He saw another polar bear. Yeah. A whole family of polar bears. It's just stupid. Like there was so many, which what have the polar bears been eating for the last 18 years? Uh, Frozen uh, meat sickles. I guess. Well, maybe maybe it won't stink nearly as bad. I mean, if polar bears have been around for, I mean, that polar bear had to have been eight years old. Yeah, I don't know the, I don't know how big a polar bear is at what age, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, he looked pretty big. Oh, yeah, he looked it looked thin. like a big polar bear. Yeah, a big fucking polar bear. So I, I would guess he's probably, you know, eight years old. When And how long ago was the revolt where everybody was flash frozen? Uh, I was like seven years before. Right. So only in that part of the world was you can still get flash frozen outside. So I don't know. Like it doesn't like a lot of so many things in this fucking movie. It just doesn't make sense. But maybe there's just a random uh, fucking wild polar bears out there cleaning up all of the meat sickles so that when uh, things start to defrost, you know, things all don't you have stink. to deal is with is polar bear shit. Yeah. Polar bear shit and bones. And yep. then, like you can make, start, like you can make tools out of bones, right? You so I don't know. Can make huts out of polar bear shit. I don't know. I, you know what though? You probably could. You could probably make that uh, that stuff you put on the uh, uh, the, the roof. Yeah, thatch, thatch, yeah, thatch, 
That's that using the uh, polar bear shit and mud and fucking, you know, yeah, leaves. Yeah, and shit. Mud house. Mud houses, yeah. Well, there's <clears> no <throat> leaves, dude. Everything's frozen. Well, you could skin. Uh, oh, yeah. You know. Skin the polar bear. Well, not the polar bear, but the anything babies. that was. Well, that, uh, ba- that's what I was going to say. Babies or. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, this episode's weird. <laughs> it's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Final thoughts. If we watch this bullshit, so you don't fucking have to. I mean, literally, don't watch this movie. It's it's just yeah, it's not good. So, so I, I I'm still waiting for I'm still waiting for story time. Wait, oh, is it story time with Crowley time? I guess it is. It doesn't make any sense. We're just going to shoehorn this motherfucker in this episode, aren't we? I guess we are. Thanks, Rob. Well, did you have another place to put it? Nope. <laughs> nope, I didn't think so. I was just, uh, you know, we we had a we had a request for story time with uh, Crowley. So who who requested this? Like, who in their right mind was like, let's give Crowley some more time on this fucking podcast to just say whatever he wants? Uh, this would be heard. <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate your faith in me to entertain you. For just a little while longer. Story time with Crowley today has nothing to do with this movie other than the fact that uh, when, you know, I was watching this movie, I was like, I'm Ed Harris uh, and uh, Jason's an ass. And he can just be America's ass while he's at it. Like, <laughs> so that that was like, that was my thought. It was like, yeah, I, I'm pretty much the objectivist. I'll be like, yeah, this is how things are going to work. Just fucking deal with it. Uh, well, he would be that. But here's story time with Crowley. Yesterday, uh, I, I went, uh, I drove to Davenport. Uh, which is like an hour and a half away. And I went, went to a lounge with Tim and I met a fan of the other podcast that I do simply Stogie's like a, an actual legitimate. I fucking listen to your podcast kind of thing. Wait, wait, wait. You said she was a fan on, on purpose. No, I, no. So there were, there were, there were two. Like, so like, that was, there was a guy. He came, I was like, he's like, that's how I found this place. He's like, I listen to your podcast. He's like, but, I love the shit you do. But you said they were a fan and they had listened to your podcast. Those two don't go together. No, oh, that well, apparently they do. And I mean, I can understand if they <laughs> they read here. articles and stuff, but yeah, no, like he's like listening to the podcast. Look, if you've never know. listened to Simply Stogies, like you should probably go do it because it's not this. <laughs> it is not <laughs> it this. Is, it is not this. Uh, it is a completely different, uh, more uh, tame uh, and controlled version of me uh, that nobody here will ever get to see. Can, uh, can then, we get that person? No, <laughs> never, never, Rob, never, ever. So Tim and I are sitting there and as we're in the middle of, of recording this, uh, some content for our buy me uh, a coffee supporters, this woman walks in. So is she going to be famous now? And she just sits down and she starts watching us as we're doing it. Now, we, oh, that's like, weird. It was weird because they were busy in the, in the cigar lounge part. And so I talked to the owner, Freddie. I'm like, I don't want to bother you guys. We just won't record. He's like, no, no, no. Go over in the hookah side. No one's over there. He's like, I don't have birth. He's like, I got two birthday parties at like eight o'clock tonight. You guys can go over there and record it. You bother nobody. I'm like, all right, cool. That's what, so that's what we did. And she comes just gallivanting in from the cigar side. She's smoking a cigar. She plops down right in front of us so that like we see that she's watching us. And Tim and I just look at each other like the actual fuck is going on. And so we finish the we finish up and, and we stopped we stopped recording, and it's like she introduces herself and she's like I heard you talk about you know the the cigar world championships she's like and I've done that before and so we just start like start talking and she's like 
I'm from Chicago. So like her and I run with some of the same people in the cigar world. It was just really, it was really nuts. It was a really crazy day. And then another guy came in. Uh, he's like, Hey, he's like, man, I, I'm going to start listening to your podcast. He's like, da, 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 da. like Freddie sent me over this, that, and the other. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. That's great. I'm like, what the fuck is going on today? Like yesterday was great. It was fantastic. I was, I was, I was like, I'm finished. She's like, can I get a picture with you? I'm like, why do you want a picture with me? All right. I guess I'll take a picture with you. And then I get up this morning the fucking four inches of snow or however fucking much was out there. Bullshit. And I got to watch this piece of shit movie. It's completely taken me out of the good mood that I was in because namely Rob's here. Like I could probably deal with everything else, but Rob's here. Well, you're welcome. That's story time with Crowley. Thanks for tuning in guys. Thanks. Heard. Appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, You're my boy blue. (laughs) James, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Is Snowpiercer this uh, kind of shitty movie more sci-fi than 112263? In 112263, there wasn't a lot of snow. There wasn't. You're right. Well, it was summer. Is snow sci-fi? Uh, not as far as I know. Is eating eating insect sci-fi? No. Are train sci-fi? Uh, if it's a train that can circumnavigate the earth in exactly one year, yes. How, because it, we just haven't created it yet? Uh, yeah, the technology to build that just doesn't exist at this point. I I I beg to differ. I think it does. 112263 is actually more sci-fi than this piece of shit. I think wow. also freezing the earth with contrails and harp signals is also science fiction. As the government just hasn't done it yet. Hello. Hello. They're working on the they're working on the uh, formula. <laughs> I left that alone this whole episode. Rob, you got a haiku for us this week. I do. Uh, This one is titled Praise Wilford. Tasty protein bricks. Baby, it's real cold outside. The engine is life. It was accurate, but it was a shitty haiku. Yeah. It it was a shitty haiku for it. You had all the uh, syllables. Yeah. Yeah. It was a shitty haiku for a, 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 yeah. (laughs) Could have done better. Well, Who's got I didn't want to get. I I didn't want to. I didn't want to put baby in there twice. I did want to insinuate <laughs> that baby, it's cold outside, and uh, you should really stay. Uh, and then I was going to say something about babies taste great. Yeah, but um, you didn't. Like that would have been babies gr- taste like chicken. Ta- babies taste great, less filling. Like that would have been baby funny. It's cold outside, and they taste great. Get in my belly. <laughs> Get in my belly. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. All of that would have I'll, I'll been work. acceptable. Yeah. Uh, I'll work on it next next week. I, I don't want I don't want to hear about this movie ever the best again. Yeah, is five again. syllables. Never. After this episode ends, I never want anyone around me to utter the words snow piercer. What about now? Can we utter the word snow and then piercer in context, but not together? Yeah. You just can't, like, you can't reference this movie around me. Is what I'm Man, saying. Man, the right. snow is piercingly cold today. Yeah, that's fine. I won't okay. think of this movie unless someone specifically. Much like it must have been in Snowpiercer. Oh, there <sighs> See, you go. That, that, that would works. trigger me. That, that would trigger me. That's what triggers you? 
Well, there's a lot that triggers me, okay? And I'm okay with it. I don't need a trigger warning. I'm a big boy. I put my big boy pants on. Just know that I'll put my big boy shoe up your big boy ass <laughs> if you mention Snowpiercer around me. Who's got awards? Yeah, I do. Yep. <laughs> Rob, who's got your head lush? Uh, I'm giving head lush. Oh, I'm sorry. You're who's skip- got your black lung? Okay, golly. Um, I've given my black lung to the Human Torch for having the last cigarette on Earth. Okay. James? Yeah, yeah not, uh, there's, nobody else smoked. He had the last two cigarettes. So, yeah, that guy gets No, no, it. no the Asian dude the had, had the, last, uh, the second to last one. Yeah. And so, mine's I'm actually going to go to Nam. It, yeah, I'm going to give it to Nam because he's also a fucking meth head. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, mine's going to go to Nam for uh, hanging on to cigarettes for like 10 years. Yeah, who does that? Like I used somebody to who is serious into smoking. Yeah, uh, no, they maybe, taste maybe, bad after a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Those those cigarettes would have yeah. tasted like ass and probably oh, burnt yeah. like shit. Ugh. Yeah. Well, they didn't burn like they apparently burned pretty slow. Like they would have been stale as shit. And there's yeah. nothing worse than a stale cigarette, except yeah. podcasting with Rob. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> James, who's got your head lush? Uh, my head lush goes to uh, uh, Hottie McHotkins, Nam's daughter. I don't know what her name is. Meth head. Yona. Two. Yona. Whatever. Doesn't matter. She got ate by a polar bear at the end of the movie. Uh, I give it to her because she was drinking like an, bottle, uh, an entire bottle of what I assume is champagne or possibly, I don't know, toilet liquor. Yeah, I think that was champagne. She grabbed it okay. from the club. Why is the club right next to the Why uh, is there champagne engine? on a fucking train that is meant to save humanity? Because rich people like champagne, right? Okay, but if I, yeah, but if you're rich, why is there? Would you rather have champagne after fourteen years? Right, like, would you rather have like exactly, especially if this party's been going on for eighteen years, which presumably has like that's eighteen years of champagne. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any fucking champagne making cars. I yeah, I didn't either. I saw an aquarium with a sushi bar. With the fucking sushi bar. Which is kind of cruel to the fucking fish. I love it. I want to open up an aquarium slash sushi bar now. <laughs> I think it's great. And I saw a greenhouse. And I saw a butcher like car. A shitty, like I a didn't tiny... see any livestock cars. No, there was no. There was none of that. This whole movie's a lie. Well, stupid. Uh, maybe they just skipped over they that. They probably that just didn't in... show it and implied yeah. it, but yeah. I, I, a champagne making car would be a pretty specific fucking type of car. <laughs> and where'd they get the glass bottles? They just recycle it all the time. Yeah, I don't Whatever. know. Rob, who's got your head lush? I gave it to Yona as well. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming that's the first time she got her shit drunk. Well, I was going to give it to Yona, but then I saw that uh, Ed Harris was drinking wine with his steak, which is. Always a great pairing. So I'm going to give mine to uh, to Wilford. You would. You, you snob. would. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yep. Also, I, was anybody else sitting there going, mm, he's eating babies? Yeah, I thought that too. I was I was waiting for the, the, the shoe to drop whenever, you know, Curtis took a bite <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that tastes pretty good, huh? Just like a baby. Yeah. Or, or Curtis takes a bite and he's like. I know this taste. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. I've had this before. <laughs> it's so good. It's the other white meat. <laughs> Rob, who's got your uh, player award? I gave it to Gillum uh, for basically playing the entire tail section. Okay. 
you know, uh, apparently going along with this whole revolt thing. Right. Yeah. 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 James? I uh, give it to the entire tail section for just having nothing better to do but to fuck all day. Okay. I'm going to give mine to uh, Nam's wife for convincing him to go out into the freezing fucking cold by describing <laughs> snow. Here's after the, yeah. after she froze herself. Yes. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. She just got mad at him one day. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's why she convinced him to go out in the snow because she's she was just tired of dealing with the shit. And then when he refused and she went out on her own, she was just wanting to get away from him. She's right. like, this will show you, fucker, because that's what a wife would do. <laughs> All right, James, who's got your purple hippo? Uh, purple hippo award is going to go uh, to, you know, it should probably go to anyone involved with this movie uh, on just that high meta level. Uh, but since, you know, we need an actual award for somebody, and I'm going to give it to Yona because she's clairvoyant and she didn't even know what that fucking word meant. <laughs> right. Rob, it's a good one. Um, I'm just going to give it to all the children at school. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they were, they were definitely in, they were, in an they were entirely different fucking so world. Hard. Yeah, this I is your propaganda you, movie. That was fucking yeah. propaganda right there. Yeah. I, dude, this is the propaganda movie on so many fucking levels. Yeah. Uh, so mine's going to go to both Yona and Nam for, I mean, they basically just hijacked everybody else's drugs in that, that room. I guess it was. They need a bigger bomb. Maybe they a champagne a rune. I yeah, I don't know, but they they hijacked everybody's drugs and were sniffing them on the way out. So uh, drug sniffers. Yeah, so uh, they're getting mine because Yona fucking passed out. She was so fucking high. High or drunk? Both. Maybe a little of both. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it? Why? Why does it have to be exclusively one or the other? I didn't say it did. I was asking Rob. Oh, Rob. I said both. I said both. I said high or drunk or both. All right, it is time to pick our next title. Who's uh, who's picking the number? If it's the who's new Battlestar Galactica, I quit. Well, the new Battlestar Galactica hasn't come out yet, so you need to put you need to put fucking uh, King Kong versus Godzilla or the other way around. Yeah, that's not out yet either. Yeah, but you need to put it on the goddamn yeah, list. Yeah, I don't come know out. that that's going on the list. Oh, come. That's more sci-fi than anything we've fucking done. I mean, it is sci-fi, so it is eligible, but, and I'll probably put it on the list, but yeah. <laughs> Why do you suck the fun? I never, like, does your wife ever just hit you and go, will you just fucking lighten the fuck up? <laughs> I, I bet you she hits him when they're doing it because he's so, <laughs> such a downer. <laughs> Does that happen? Do you get beat a lot during sex? No. No. I mean, you can ask Rob, but no. Rubs <laughs> the lotion on the skin. Gets the hope. All right. Who's picking the number? I will. What are you picking? Uh, I'll pick uh, 34. 34. Rob, the, uh, tell me when to stop. Jersey number I wore in high school. Ooh, there's meaning to it. Go ahead and stop. All right. So this is an actual movie. Oh, good. That. Third time's a charm, apparently. I'm not going to say that it's good. Uh, wait, we might like it, Rob. Yeah, well, there's there's hope. No, it's, it's a cool movie. Fuck. Ah. It's gone. The hope has been crushed. Yeah. yeah. Jason, crusher of hopes and dreams. All right, so next week, we will discuss the movie When Strange Seeds Drift to Earth from Space. Mysterious pods begin to grow and invade San Francisco, California, where they replicate the residents into emotionless automatons 
One Body at a Time. Directed by Philip Kaufman. It stars Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, and Jeff Goldblum. Body Snatchers? It's mm. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 1978. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it. Yeah, we heard no, you. I, I don't care. We, we, Have you ever seen we, it? No. I don't no. want to. I don't want to. Why? Because it's an old movie. It's basically a horror flick. This isn't sci-fi. It's horror. Um, it I, is I, horror. It's sci-fi. It's horror. Did you not hear where it says seeds drift to earth from space? Mysterious pods grow, wait, wait. invade. So does that mean replicate? So does that mean emotionless automatons? Yeah. No, I heard. I heard what you said. But does that mean that when we find out that the Walking Dead all happened, like the zombies and everything in the show happened because of aliens, that we then have to fucking do the Walking Dead? Look, sci-fi? They, Kirkman already said that it was a space spore. So I'll put so fucking Walking Dead on the list. Yeah, put yeah, it on the list. Do it. Do it. I'm 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 on board for that. I hate. We're not doing dead, series, by the way. So, well, it doesn't mean we don't do it in the future. Why don't you well, you're on? in luck. They're they're making some movies. They're making some movies. <laughs> the Walking Dead's never going to end. We're not doing that movie or that series. I don't. I don't ever want to do. I don't want to. Oh fuck! This is going to suck. Whatever. <sighs> Join us next week when we review another shitty movie uh, brought to you uh, by the lover of all that is. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Jason, um, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 1978. Uh, the intro so, and outro uh, this So week. while you're watching this show, you can uh, <laughs> hug your Goldblum pillows. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll have them cuddled want, up right next to me. I want a fucking selfie picture of that <laughs> yeah. while, while you're watching yeah. the movie. Yeah. yeah. That needs to go on the Discord. Keep the pants on, though, please. Yeah, please. Yeah. 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 What if I just you strategically can- place some pillows? That's, that's yes. fine. Are you going to recreate the scene? And with that, we're out this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave Body us feedback on our Discord really? channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. Like on Twitter at set us underscore podcast or email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. Yeah, could be a silent If film. you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become could a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. And make sure to yeah, visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works at creativebraincandy.com. For this week, I'm Jason. So I prefer white meat over dark meat. Just FYI. You're so fucking racist. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Well, I am now, apparently. (laughs) I was talking about turkey. Uh, It's a series. Uh, okay, it. let's keep going. What series was it? Dark was Angel. it The Expanse again? If it's The Expanse, it's they're telling <laughs> no, us Dark something. No. I'm okay with Dark Angel too. No, it's only two no, episodes, two on. seasons. No, move on. I've I got want, the show. Tell me when to stop. To oh gosh, stop. Hammer time. Okay. Shit. God damn it. Never good. It's never, never. good. It's never good when he does that. Maybe somebody okay, else so should. For uh, some reason, look at him. I separated this out. But so yeah. what we landed on was yep. Future World. However, what Future World is the sequel to Westworld. What? So, oh, so it's a series. No, no. Westworld was a movie before it became a series. Westworld was a movie with Yul Brenner. Oh, okay. Oh.
Um, I, I, I say we try again because yeah. I don't want to do a sequel before <laughs> we yeah. do the original. I was going to say, why don't we do Westworld the movie instead no. of Future? No, no, because it didn't get picked. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, look, we have to follow our rules unless it doesn't work for us. We and have then to follow we change the rules <laughs> because we have to have balance. Did you not learn anything from this movie not. today? I did Jeez. not. I told you the message was muddled. <laughs>